Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! I can't hear you! Aye, aye, Captain! Oh! Sit! Bitch! Welcome back to this episode of another successful podcast. I have my, my Roman Coke ready today, and I also have a very special guest with us in the studio today. We have Illegal Thoughts. Legal Thoughts, if you could give us your username, a fun fact about yourself, and this one, I don't know about this one, <laughs> and your favorite line you've ever seen in a porn video. Uh, all right, so yeah, my username is Illegal Thoughts. Uh, fun fact is kind of a strange one so i only take a shit like three times a week um so i know everyone's gonna assume you know poor diet i actually eat oatmeal and beans and like broccoli basically every day um and i'm a big dude i'm like 220 uh it doesn't matter so i poop like three times a week max so kind of fun (laughs) uh and my favorite line uh honestly i can't think of any porn dialogue i usually just skip ahead probably my add brand going but yeah i don't have any dialogue (laughs) Yeah, well, that's fair enough. On your fun fact, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't sit down and think. I'm honestly probably around three times a week. Like, it's, it's not a, it's not a. I'm, I'm not pooping as much as I probably should be. For me, it is poor diet. I'm sure you have actual <laughs> reasons. I just like eat like, I, I've been getting better at it, but I went through a stretch where I was just like no fiber at all. So that <laughs> does that. So <laughs> I can kind of relate to that actually somehow. <laughs> We're the same guy. Uh, yeah, I mean, if your posts about eating tendies all the time are true, maybe that has something to do with it. <laughs> They're true. I mean, I don't like, I, I feel like every time I do eat tendies, I post about it, which is why it seems to normal people that I eat more than whatever. I have been eating more recently because, um, if you've been following a free talk thread, I've had so many gallbladder issues, um, which actually made me stop eating it recently, <laughs> more recently, and I've gone back to it. Um, but I'm trying to avoid beef, so. That's where I'm at, but yeah, no, I, I, man, I was dating a girl a while ago that was, after a while, she's like, do you ever, like, poop? <laughs> and, like, I didn't think about it, because I wasn't thinking, like, however many times I go to the bathroom, so when I have someone in my life that's, like, actually looking at that, I was like, no, I guess you're right, this definitely is not normal, but. <laughs> yeah, honestly, it's much more convenient, too, like, I had a roommate who would poop after every meal, so, like, it was the strangest thing, because we would eat, and then he'd be like, oh, Rory's time to go, and he would, uh go take a shit and i felt like my way was much uh more convenient i would just go you know like i said every other few days <laughs> yeah exactly i got shit to do <laughs> <laughs> exactly literally and not literally i guess yeah. cool cool so i'll move us into our overrated underrated for for sure. today. um so uh my first topic i'm gonna give you um birthdays as a topic so i I don't. I don't even. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain that. But just however you interpret it, do you think birthdays are overrated or underrated? Okay, this is weird. So I would say birthdays up to a certain age are overrated. Um, so I guess anything past. Actually, no. Okay, I'm going to change my vote. So anything after 25, I think people underrate birthdays. So I feel like when you're an adult, people say, "Oh, birthdays don't matter." Um, they're stupid. If you celebrate them, you know, who cares? After 25, you know, it's not a big deal. Um, so I would say it's underrated just for the fact that it's still a day where you can kind of get everyone together. There's a very good excuse to gather people that you like and um, have an excuse to just go out and have a good dinner or whatever. Yeah, okay. I didn't break it up by by age for mine. So I was going to go um, just overrated across the board. But I, I can see what you're saying. I kind of... 
it, I don't know. It's just different personality types. Kind of, you wouldn't really expect based off of the whole Mattis online persona, but <laughs> <laughs> that's not exactly who I am. I kind of feel like weird about being in the center of attention, especially yeah. when it when it's my birthday. Not that like, not that like it's the worst thing in the world, but like, um, I guess like if no one's organizing something for me, like if I have someone that wants to throw me a party, that's fine. But if to go out to someone and ask them like, hey, it's my birthday, do you want to come to dinner? For some reason, that just feels like the most awkward exchange. I've done it before, and I just, I basically just don't anymore because I feel like it's just such a weird thing to do. Uh, so that's kind of what was putting me more towards overrated. I think that you're right in terms of like, um, like, like once you get to a certain stage of your life when it's it's not the same and it's more like, like I don't know when you have a family and people in your life that are like, hey, do you want to go to dinner on this night to celebrate you? Like, I'm not gonna turn that down. That's an awesome thing. Um. And the, the, sorry, the last thing I was going to say is just that, like, I, I, I kind of felt this way about, like, high school graduation, even college to an extent, but yeah, especially yeah. high school. Like, I didn't accomplish much. <laughs> I mean, it is an accomplishment, but, like, it's pretty hard to drop out. So, like, I, I felt weird about having that day. It's the same thing with birthdays because it's, like, all I did was not die, which is <laughs> so... Yeah, I, that's kind of all my, my rationale. I don't think that they're a bad thing, but as a whole, I'll probably say overrated. Yeah, I can I can see what you're saying with the graduation parts because I I had the same feeling like especially high school because high school is like everybody graduates right unless you're like I don't want to okay yeah basically everyone graduates high school so when my parents were acting like it was such a big deal like oh we got to celebrate I was like I don't think it's necessary it's literally every person in my high school like is graduating so how special can it be really Yeah yeah no I mean it was the exact same thing for me I, I mean I. Obviously, not everyone graduates high school, and it is, like, an accomplishment, but not real. Like, when more people are doing it than not, I feel like it's not. And, like, with college, like, you kind of have the choice to go to college or not. With high school, you really don't have that option as much. It's just kind of everyone yeah. goes to high school. So, yeah, I don't know. And I, I, that's not to be, like, I don't want to just be a huge downer and be, like, don't celebrate anything that you ever do unless it's, like, like a serious <laughs> achievement. It just never was a serious achievement for me. Yeah, I agree with that. But going back to the birthday thing... um, I guess if you, I guess even if you don't, so I broke it up to 25 and over, it's underrated. Um, mm -hmm. I guess as a child and upwards, I would say it's probably properly rated. I don't know if that's one of the options, but I feel like that's probably fair because when you're like zero to 10, that's a big deal. And then I feel like as a person, as you mature, it's always in your head a big deal. Um, so yeah, I guess I'm very pro birthday. Yeah, I kind of this topic was kind of drawing on a conversation I had with a friend recently who made a good point in terms of like when you're younger, obviously like, you know, when I say younger, I mean like a child, like a kid, like, yeah, it's like it's first birthday, second birthday, that's a big deal. And then it kind of in the middle, kind of like no one cares as much, but once you get to a certain age, that's old enough. If you're reaching like your 99th birthday, then you actually, I feel like are achieving something. <laughs> so that's, yeah, I don't know. I, there's definitely value in it. I don't hate birthdays. I've just I've never been a huge let's celebrate me on on my birthday. Yeah, type fair. Person. All right. Um, so for me, my first one is MSG, uh, not the arena, the um, the seasoning. So um, yeah, I guess I, I guess I'll let you yeah answer first how you feel. Actually, immediately the first thing I was going to say ask is the clarification. <laughs> but yeah, for for <laughs> MSG, the the seasoning. Yeah, monosodium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know the abbreviation, but <laughs> um, yeah, I I feel like there was such a huge, maybe still is, and I just am not paying as much attention, but kind of anti MSG movement, and 
I don't want it to come across like I'm just anti-health. Like, like everyone should should be healthy. I just kind of feel like people take it very hard sometimes, and especially this could be a whole other topic with just diets and in general. Not not saying that dieting is bad, but I think when you when you're saving your physical health at the expense of your mental health and like being that strong on diets and restrictive diets, that's when I feel like there there's issues. So generally on overrated underrated is as weird as this sounds to say out loud. When it's something that's more unhealthier, I kind of tend to gravitate towards underrated. Uh, so I'm gonna go underrated on MSG. I don't know if you're bringing it up. I'm sure you have a much stronger opinion than I have. But kind of uh, my initial feeling is underrated. So yeah, my opinion is basically one to one with yours. So that that was basically my whole my whole shtick was gonna be. Um, there's this whole anti-MSG movement. I don't know if it's still around, but you know, there's it's born out of like racism that oh, MSG is automatically bad for you. So people like to concoct these things in their heads. Well, I had MSG once, so it gives me headaches. So now I can't read MSG. Um, so I'm also saying it's underrated. So I do have um, in my like pantry of seasonings MSG, and I had that shit on everything. And honestly, if people knew how good it is and how good it makes your food. It is like crazy underrated. Like it's it's as good as salt at making your food like elevate. You know, to maybe not as good as salt. That maybe that's too much. But it's right there with salt. They're like making your food taste one way and like completely elevating it to like crazy levels. Yeah, and I I this <laughs> I always end up having the same conversations on this podcast just because it comes up with food so much. But being from Texas, a lot of like what I eat is more like um, seasonings, dry rubs, and things like that instead of putting flavor through like sauces and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't actually have MSG on me right now, but I have before, and I, I agree. It's, you know, there's a reason it's as widespread as it is. Yeah, and actually going back to what you were saying about the the, the trying to balance like mental health versus like physical health, like, yeah, I, I agree too. Like some people seem to think that depriving yourself of stuff is like automatically equals like good health overall but yeah there's obviously a tipping point where you're depriving yourself so much of just like basic joys like salting your food properly or adding msg to you know some dishes where it it definitely teeters onto like you're not even happy anymore you're kind of just yeah trying too hard i guess i always want to like tiptoe to make sure i'm not saying anything too extreme when when i'm talking about this because i mean i'm not saying that it's a bad thing to watch your health yeah it's more like i probably just because of the people in my life, my, my family and people like that, that have been so like, I've got to be on these super restricted diets because I don't have a good body image and whatever. And then it's just kind of feeds in the self-hate circle. And I, I, because of like the people that I've been around that have been so extreme with the dying and everything, I generally like, obviously I'm on a diet right now for health reasons with my gallbladder, but like I try to avoid that. Um, like, like the restrictive, like specifically this is what you can have, this is what you can't. In favor of just you know trying to generally be like, hey, I can have nice things every once in a while and just not go in abundance with that and eat uh eat canes every day and post about it in the free talk thread. Yeah, and like <laughs> obviously there's like a uh, there's a thing where if you're too restrictive, you you can keep that up for like a finite amount of time, but eventually you're gonna push back in a big way where you're like, I can't do this shit anymore, yeah. and you're gonna end up just like. And not everybody, obviously, I'm probably more speaking about myself, but if you're too restrictive, yeah, eventually you might go the other way. So it's better just to try to keep the habits in general, yeah, healthy. Yeah, I'm already kind of starting to, so I'm I'm still not eating red meat, but I loosened up my, my restrictions on my gallbladder for a while just because I, I had it super intense because I had just a bunch of stuff in my personal life I couldn't miss. 
and now that I am starting to add stuff back in again, th that's when it's gotten hard because that's what's been like. I just want to eat everything now <laughs> because I was on this restricted diet for so long. So yeah, I mean, you're from Texas, no red meat. That's like that's that's hell. Oh my god, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm dying. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> surgery's coming soon because I definitely. I'm speaking of that, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna be all over as much red meat as possible for like a couple months. So. And you're like the first guy I ever be like, please surgery me, put me under the knife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, cannot wait for that. <laughs> uh, for my next one, uh, not necessarily, oh, I guess sort of food related, not really as much food related, but with drinks, how do you feel about hot drinks? Meaning like temperature hot. So uh, coffee, hot chocolate, hot cider, anything where you're drinking a warm uh, beverage. Do you think that's overrated or underrated? Um, interesting. So I... I... I'm a daily drinker of coffee, but I would still go overrated simply because I don't really mess with the other drinks. So like hot tea, I know the British, you know, whatever, even the Asian people like tea is like such a, you know, world renowned drink. And I, tea for me is fine. I, I honestly generally don't like hot drinks. I, even coffee, like I need it just because it's addiction, addiction to caffeine, right? So if I could have a cold brew coffee instead, I'd rather do that. So if I go to like a coffee shop, I'm going to get a cold brew, not a hot coffee. Um, so I go massively overrated. Yeah, geez. I actually was hoping you wouldn't say that because I'm a thousand percent in agreement with you. <laughs> in terms of like, so um, I think people call me a psychopath more for like hot chocolate because that's such a like, like, I don't know if I made this topic just hot chocolate and I said overrated, everyone was going to get mad. But like, it's not really the fact that it's hot chocolate in general and the flavor of that. As much as like, I don't understand why I would want to drink something that's hot, especially with 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 so many drinks. We go through um, so much to like cool them down in terms of adding ice cubes and making them cold. And I just feel like it's a better like. I don't know why I would want to drink some. Clearly, like you know, I, I'm not drinking like boiling water and hurting my mouth. But like, I just don't, I, I I've never had a drink that I feel like there's value added in it being warmer. Um, so definitely, definitely overrated on that. Yeah, I agree, because even, like, sake, you know, that you can choose, like, hot sake or cold sake. I always go cold. Um, even, like, so actually, for example, my Keurig machine, so I said I drink coffee every morning. I have a Keurig machine. Uh, Keurigs are nice because it's not actually boiling. It's actually at a pretty drinkable level. But even still, I add cold water because I'm like, I don't want this hot. I just want, you know, to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, I, I don't know, like, I'm, I'm not the, the hugest coffee drinker anyway, but I do... I, I am still addicted to caffeine. <laughs> There's other ways of getting it through, like, soda and stuff like that, which is yeah. honestly less healthy for you than coffee, <laughs> in complete honesty. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. I just feel like there's better better vehicles for it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Cool. On to your next topic. Uh, yep. So uh, my next one is The Simpsons. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, I'm going to piss people off. Because I actually do like The Simpsons. I've wa I haven't watched all of it because obviously you know it's a massively huge show. But all the classics, you know, through the tenth uh, season, mm -hmm. um, I've sat down and watched them all before, and I really enjoyed it. I especially enjoyed. I like the the influence that it's had on on you know um, further comedy shows and like it got. I, I'm a huge Conan O'Brien fan, and that's where where he got to start. You know, mm -hmm. as another big. Big ass white redhead dude. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I I do um like The Simpsons. However, um, I just feel like 
this has come up a, a decent amount in the free talk thread talking about the cultural influence of the Simpsons. The first is SpongeBob, which is a whole nother topic, and I'll just leave SpongeBob out of it. I just feel like the the the, the degree to which people kind of worship the Simpsons, it's a I think I get mad with in, in show categories when I'm doing these overrated, underrated, where it's like if we like a show so much that it's starting to make us like devalue other shows in terms of like people that like The Office, I feel like won't give other smaller shows a try. The Simpsons, as much as I love it and think it's better than The Office, um, it it falls into that category for me where I feel like I have to say overrated. Yeah, so I knew your Gen Z ass was going to say overrated, so <laughs> I came prepared for the underrated part. Uh, <laughs> well, okay, so the weird thing is I, I, I keep doing this thing where I go by phases. So like like you said, one or I guess like three through ten is really where it's like peak, like golden age, like set mm-hmm. comedy, like, you know, forward like tv comedy is never the same all this stuff right not even hyperbole but like from like 11 or let's say like 15 through like whatever they're at now 32 it's really not good right it's like less than less less than not good it's like pretty bad so it's kind of weird to say it's underrated also because there's like merchandise you know it's like one of the biggest brands in the world to say it's underrated is kind of a strange position to take which is what i'm doing um but they're younger people than maybe even young people than you who um don't think it's that great or don't think it's that funny or don't really appreciate i know you do so you already explained that so i'm not accusing you of this but don't appreciate how much it did for you know comedy and tv or even just like sitcoms on tv and um yeah i'm one of those people who revere the simpsons and it's really like yeah the funniest show ever um with some caveats but um yeah i'm gonna go a weird underrated for one of the biggest shows of all time (laughs) and i mean i will say even though I have watched the the earlier seasons of The Simpsons, it it's different watching it later on. Even for like other, you know, not to say older shows, but yeah, I mean like like Seinfeld things like that. I can watch them now and I can enjoy them now. But it's different than when it's actually on the air and it's like a huge cultural event and like, um, you know, it's kind of more with the times and is is uh, has jokes about things and. Not just be like the Simpsons definitely does hold up. I absolutely do think so. I think you could still enjoy it now, but it's just not the same experience. Even even though it's the same, you know, media that we're consuming, it's different when you consume it with in retrospect. Um, partially maybe because it's such a huge brand, so I go into it thinking like this is going to be the most incredible show ever. And I mean, not to say that it's even not. Like even though it is, like it's just hard when you have that high of expectations going into to watching things like that so i will admit that i mean my age undoubtedly plays into this but yeah i mean it's like the, it's a big cultural divide not cultural divide but yeah it's a big divide where i grew up um i would watch reruns a lot and i think when i was getting you know to the point where i was forming memories like set when i was like i was born in 1990 so when i was like about seven or eight when i was probably watching the new simpsons on fox every sunday at eight it was already like season seven, season eight. So a lot of times when I rewatch those episodes, which is still part of the you know golden era we established earlier, yeah. Um, yeah, those are still like I have real memories of watching those like live. And obviously, that's a way different experience than you have, where you just mm-hmm. hear like, "Oh, this is the best show ever," and you watch it, and you're like, oh, "Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty funny." It's kind of yeah. like me with Seinfeld. So I didn't watch Seinfeld at all, and like going back, I'm like, "Yeah, it's pretty good," but like I prefer Curb. Which, um, yeah, I know that's probably blasphemy to some people, but <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think I with, with Seinfeld, um, I kind of was lucky in that 
like yes, I knew it was a popular show, but I didn't realize how much people loved it on my first first watch, even though I was watching it in retrospect, which might be be the difference. Is the Simpsons is, is still to this day such a huge brand. Um and and like you, you mentioned kind of the later seasons of The Simpsons, which I haven't even watched. The only episodes that I have watched have been the ones that are terrible that <laughs> people are like you gotta watch this because it's so bad so <laughs> i'm not even gonna hold that against the simpsons i feel like it's not even really the same show that it was that that we're both kind of referring to right now in this yeah that's the thing like when you're on air that long like sure the cast is the same but everything else is different so yeah like you say it's not really the same show it's just yeah yeah it's just not yeah yeah no i agree with that for my last topic this is kind of a little bit of um a um preview into what our draft topic is going to be because it is nba related uh overrated <laughs> i feel like you already know what my my opinion is if i've been bringing it up but <laughs> overrated or underrated kobe bryant uh i mean he's very obviously overrated um just because his cultural impact is bigger than his like on the court impact um so like obviously he had the cool flashy moves and is aesthetically pleasing it's kind of like kevin durant right where he looks so good doing his cool moves where you're just like damn that guy is so good and he has this crazy brand of like mama mentality where he does whatever you know i i do whatever i want i get up i get up before you you get up at five i get up at four or whatever bullshit so all this shit adds up to people of a certain type like revering this especially like if you're the kind of person who doesn't really watch nba as much as we probably do you're kind of more on the casual side you just hear like oh this guy's a killer dude he doesn't care he will he will pull up and he will do it right in front of your face and shit so yeah i go massively overrated i think a lot of the nerds on rmba and and you know the forum nerds i guess i think properly rated amongst us but in the general public for sure like massively overrated yeah um yeah i mean that's about where i'm at i think there's so many athletes um well i mean you could really take anyone let's say like like trevor simeon right if you watch just Trevor Simeon's highlights, like like none of his lowlights, you'd be, and then you watch like all of, um, shit, Tom Brady's tape ever. I think there's a you could possibly come away with that thinking that Trevor Simeon's a better quarterback because you're only seeing the good parts of him. That's how I feel about Kobe, and that he has these like crazy, like ridiculous highlights that when you watch him, it's like I mean, the, there are very few people out there ever in existence that were able to do this. But if you look at his body of work as a whole, he wasn't an efficient shooter. I mean, he wasn't the most efficient at, at anything. And sure, I mean, he he won, and that's you know the only only stat that matters. But um, yeah, I mean, when you're looking at all time lists, I feel like kind of the easiest way to know if I'm talking to someone that doesn't know ball is if they have Kobe in like their top three, really even top five. I've, I've I just don't think he's got a place there. Um, and obviously, he's the easiest one because of, like you said, just kind of the cultural impact and how absolutely um, loved he is. And I'm sorry, I've got to bring it up if it's any, any sort of discussion about Kobe Bryant. But he also does it start did, with R. It does start with R. <laughs> he did do something incredibly not great, yeah. which is why it's kind of weird to, that he's the athlete, athlete that everyone idolizes, especially when, like, um, I'm, you know, I don't want to compare like, like tragic events and things like that, but when people will call out Carl Malone for that stuff and then give Kobe a pass just cause he was good at basketball, that always kind of gotten on my nerves too. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, also, that's it's always going to be part of any Kobe discussion. 
It is also weird because like Carmelo is also very good at basketball. He was like he's one of the best. I don't know, forty or fifty, right? He also is very good. But there's like another level of like very cool and like like the the brand that we're saying about that Kobe cultivated, where yeah. people think, well, yeah, he he seems like a cool guy. So you know, if he did do that or not, I, I don't think he actually did. I think it was uh, not true. And obviously helps that they or helps or not helps that they settled out of court or whatever. So now nobody has to admit yeah. fault, and then you can just point to that and say well see you didn't do it because uh yeah yeah no absolutely and i don't know i've <laughs> i'm not gonna do any crazy takes about like being like happy that he, he tragically died or anything like that yeah, like I, yeah, that's yeah, I've, we won't do anything like that here but it's like i don't think we also need to you know bend over backwards with all the tributes <laughs> yesterday uh i've Today we're recording this. It's eight twenty-five. Yesterday was Kobe Day, which is eight twenty-four. Oh shit! It was. Like, <laughs> that's actually why I'm bringing this up today. It's because I was so annoyed yesterday and all of that. But uh, yeah, that's I'm, I'm yeah, that's my opinion on Kobe. That's kind of funny because actually I live in LA, so I should have known about this eight twenty-four thing. But I, I don't really leave the house, so I guess that's not my own fault. But uh, yeah, actually, okay. So going back to the how you say some people have them top three or top five, and you kind of assume they don't know ball so yeah living here in la it, it's exactly that so mm-hmm. i moved here like or i used to come up here or down here um pretty frequently before lebron james joined the lakers and so i i you know i have a bunch of friends who are laker fans and the easiest way to get under their skin i would be like hey bro who's better lebron or kobe and obviously lebron <laughs> is like only person better than him is michael jordan depending on how you feel or nobody and uh yeah they would always go kobe's way better bro you know all this shit and then when uh lebron signed with the lakers i would ask him the same shit and they would like bend over backwards trying to say oh they're about the same you know i was like jesus christ you guys are the worst (laughs) yeah i mean that's the other thing that like i've just got to bring up is not not saying that all lakers fans are are like this but especially i I am saying that they are yeah Okay, cool. You can say it for me because that is actually how I feel. <laughs> but like, the, especially the Kobe brand of Lakers fans, we have mm-hmm. a guy uh, in our offices. You know, because obviously I work at a sports book. We've got some like like odds traders and like incredibly knowledgeable people. And then we have this guy that works in like accounting or something that you know he doesn't really have as much ball knowledge. That's just one of these huge Kobe fans, and it's really funny to watch just the back and forth between like him trying to defend him versus all these people that have stats and can back it up. And the entire reason I knew about Kobe Day yesterday was we were all like, oh, crap, you know, Kobe Day is coming up. We don't really want to deal with this. And then he got sick on yesterday. So I was wow. like, that was my proof that there is a God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> or maybe he's such a big Kobe fan, he faked the illness to go celebrate properly. <laughs> it's a good point. That's <laughs> something I can bring up. <laughs> All right, so mine actually is very related to your job. So my over, or, or, yeah, my over under, not over under, uh, overrated, underrated is um, same game parlays, or not same game parlays, just betting parlays in general. Wow. Okay, so that actually is, I can actually see an argument either way on this one. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna go with a little ah uh, shit. <laughs> I'm, gonna go with, I'm gonna go with a little bit underrated uh because i feel like the thing is if you're trying to win money i don't think that parlays are the way to go which i think hopefully enough spo- sports betters are self-aware enough to have figured that out you know in terms of like if you're if you're gonna be doing especially you know crazy like you know 10 plus leg parlays those are never gonna hit <laughs> yeah. but even like if you're in the like you know two to four leg range 
Um, if you just keep betting those over and over with ridiculous odds, um, I just don't think that's a profitable strategy, to be completely honest. Yeah. I just think in terms of, like, if you're approaching gambling with, a, you know, just having fun with it kind of way, which is um, how you should, I personally feel, I definitely enjoy betting that more than, like, I don't know, <laughs> as much as I joke about it, like, you know, rebound margins on, like, you know... <laughs> action games you know stuff like that like, <laughs> that's like definitely not as enjoyable so i'm uh, it's still hard because i parlays are so popular it's hard to go underrated um so i i don't know i can see either path i'm gonna go slightly underrated but i don't know that's that's a tough one yeah so i brought this up because i'm gonna go the other way i'm gonna say it's overrated um yeah, it, yeah just because of what you said so like uh, obviously, most people, and when I say most people, I mean like 99% of people should be betting for fun, not for profit or trying to pretend that they can beat the books and, you know, make a living or whatever. But a lot of people that I know, they do try to, they do it in a way where they get mad if they lose, right? Which which to me means they're not really doing it for fun. They're doing it to to win money. And yet they will still continue to do um, these like parlays. And I'm like, it, it just doesn't make sense. Like you you... To, to be profitable mm-hmm. in that, which is not really possible, but you'd have to be, like, tracking everything, right? Like like you are saying, you have to do, like, two or three legs, and you have to, like, bet consistently, and you have to keep track of things that I know most people are not doing. So I have a one friend. He just constantly does, like, these, like, they're, like, four bucks here and there, but, you know, it adds up. So if, if you just bet the line on certain games, you obviously it's not as sexy. You don't win, like, $20 on, like, a $4 bet, but you'll still win, like, whatever right you still win like 320 and you can kind of add up that way so yeah i don't know i'm more of a boring like for fun better so i always get um kind of annoyed with all these people like showing me like i almost won this parlay bro and it's like dude doesn't you didn't win anything why are you showing me this (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i mean that's kind of the one part of working well i don't say the one part there's lots of parts that sucks but (laughs) one of the parts that sucks about working gambling is i so I, I mentioned the guy earlier working in accounting. It's not really related. I'm in marketing. So, I mean, it's not like I'm these traders that needs to be the most knowledgeable. But, like, I need to know my shit for when I'm uh, creating content and things like that. Yeah. So, um, I'm kind of in this in-between thing. And when I'm talking to the traders that are, like, you know, on this, obviously not with our book, with other books trying to make money and everything, I'll see them throwing down, like, thousands of dollars on parlays. <laughs> to be clear, as much as I joke, like I'm not ever putting up more than like you know a few dollars on parlays most of the time. Yeah, yeah. And like I don't know that like because I see these people and especially them making money, that's kind of where it's hard to be like, oh well. I mean, damn, if I'm confident in it, why don't I put this much money on it? Which is the absolute worst <laughs> way that you could approach gambling. So yeah. don't do that. But um. Yeah, so I I don't know. I, it's it's the same. This past uh, March Madness tournament, obviously all the jokes were. <laughs> I just could not get anything to hit, and it was because I kept play, <laughs> placing these parlays. Um, yeah. Which yeah, I mean towards the end, I was like, okay, this is starting to get infuriating because nothing's working. But it was just because like like it wasn't like a huge amount of money I was losing. It was yeah. just small amounts on parlays that I just yeah. Basically, yeah. If you're trying to make money, don't don't. Don't throw down too much on these crazy multi-leg parlays. For sure. And like, like you said, you're just having fun, so it's not like a big deal. If you lose, you're kind of like, damn, that would have been crazy. Or, you know, you're mm-hmm. just, especially something like college basketball where, like, it's not like you're that intimate. You have all this crazy knowledge of every single team. So it's kind of just throwing yeah. shit at the wall at some point, right? So it's like, damn, that was crazy that I hit. So that's, that's fun, yeah. too, obviously. Yeah. 
I mean, part of the part of the only thing that's bringing me underrated too is when I, I know you you just said parlays in general, but at the beginning when you said same game parlays, I do feel like that's such a good way to bet, um, especially since they're such a more recent thing. Like if yeah. I'm going to go to a, a football game, um, and you know, back in the past, I would have to choose one market that I was going with, and now I could choose like you know. Uh, just because I'm a Broncos fan, Cortland Sutton and Javante Williams both to score. And then it just gives me something to root for. So I think same game parlays are, are enjoyable, probably more so even than just regular parlays. But yeah, that was my original. I was going to bring that up too and probably have the same take. Um, but yeah, I just figured something more general is better. But yeah, like if I'm going to a game, like, uh, yeah. so I, like I said, I live in LA, so I, I'm not going to go to fucking Lakers game. It's like crazy <laughs> expensive, but you can go to Clippers game for really cheap. So Obviously, I have no ties to this shitty team, but when I do go, I try to yeah have bets up, like because otherwise it's gonna be kind of yeah it's still cool, but like obviously it's some more um some fun involved, and yeah, same game parlays for that is like yeah really cool, like you can really spice it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean obviously because living in Vegas is just a whole different thing, but that's part of the experience when you're going to a, a I was at a Las Vegas Aces game, you have to walk through Mandalay Bay by the um. All by the sports book, which is a little oh, bit evil, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. like, like it's fun to like. That's part of the experience is just going to the strip and placing down some bets, then walking in and seeing seeing what hits. So yeah, for sure, for sure, it's definitely a different experience in person. Like d- me doing it on like you know Bavada, like like a nerd on my computer. That's completely different. Like I'm gonna do this parlay. Like you, you can actually go and have fun. You know? Yeah, yeah, and for for the longest time, I've I've said this before. I I just recently got an app on my phone because it's the only way to get same game parlays out here. But um, right. before then, like I almost never did, just because it that's that's kind of a quick way to get into the degenerate mindset if you have it on your phone and can at any time, especially with like live bets, place money on anything. Um, but no, I vastly prefer just going in and like I'm kind of saying, like when there's an event and everything, just to make it a little more fun. But oh yeah, live bets are they always get me when I'm like drinking and I'm watching like a basketball game. I'm like, dude, no way the Lakers don't come back, you know. For sure, LeBron's gonna come back. Even though I hate them, like, dude, for sure, this asshole's gonna come back. I start putting live bets, and I'm like, yeah, you always lose. So yeah, I don't yeah. recommend live betting, especially drinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, it's hard because there is like more enticing odds, I guess, whenever you're live betting for, especially on like comebacks and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh man, the Lakers are like plus nine hundred right now. That's better than I would have gotten pregame. So it's definitely, uh, yeah, just kind of tra- sucks you in. Yeah, um, for I sure. Do- Feel like i need to say um, like gamble responsibly i don't want to make this too pro gambling of a podcast <laughs> 1-800-GAMBLE if you need help all that shit yeah. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> with that um i'll go ahead and bring us in the soapbox segment so um yeah really whatever you want for the next couple minutes uh floor is yours all right yeah so uh originally i was gonna do a soapbox on about how star wars sucks and it's not really sci-fi um, i decided against it go a little more positive so i'm gonna go with um chromebooks and slash chrome os um so my take is that chrome os is actually a very good um operating system and more more people should be open to buying one of these instead of just blindly buying a new macbook or a new windows pc um so basically my take here is most people are used to um, their phones and their phones um, have very limited you know capacity to do lots of things and most people are pretty okay with that these days it's not like back in like 95 where people needed excel or whatever you think you need your computer for a lot i think a lot of people have come to grips with they just need it for email reddit tick whatever whatever and so chrome os is actually really good at just that basically everything we do in our day-to-day at this point is online um so i say this having bought like a pretty okay like $500 Chromebook 
And when I'm in the living room, like not near my desktop, um, I always reach for my Chromebook because it's much more convenient than using my phone to like look up quick stuff because you have a full keyboard, a full mouse, and a full screen. And it's just generally a very pleasant experience because it's always charged because the battery's crazy. It's always updated because it updates itself and you can choose to restart. Um, it actually has two partitions. So when you want to update, it'll it'll auto update one partition. And then when you're ready to accept it, you just restart and it'll be done. So you don't have to wait. Um, so like for a MacBook, if I open up my MacBook now, it's going to be like two hours of like updating and restarting and all this crap. Uh, but with the Chrome OS, it's very seamless. And I think Chrome OS has a bad rep just because people think it's too limited and they can't do much with it. Um, so I think for most people needs, it's really good. And I will say if you need more beyond just having a web browser, Chrome OS actually allows Linux apps and Android apps. And so basically like on my Chromebook, if I'm out studying or something, if I need to listen to music, I can obviously go to YouTube, but I can also download the Android like iTunes app or the Android Spotify app. And um, yeah, I'm basically very pro pro Chromebook. And I also say that also having a Windows PC that I can connect to. Um, so if it's just gonna buy one machine, obviously maybe it's not the best choice, um, probably serviceable, but um, yeah, that's my soapbox. Yeah, so I'm, I, I don't um, have a, a, a Chromebook, but I do actually have a Google Pixel. And because of that, I love my Google Pixel. I love um, just Google in general. I don't want to say Google in general as a company because I'm sure everyone does evil things. But, <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm a big proponent of, of the products they put out. And I've, actually, one of the things that I stuck out to me with that we were talking about is how, um, you know, Chrome OS kind of gets a bad reputation. And I kind of feel like it's because the people that are comparing operating systems and like like have used that versus other things like they're that much more passionate about it and that much more of like that's their hobby and they're not really thinking of the general like day-to-day -day life what do you need for like uh regular people that are maybe not as into it which i think is a huge thing just in general on um on so i was gonna say reddit social media in general like uh, i guess reddit because you can have like these these kind of niche communities for your hobbies it's so easy to go into a hobby subreddit and then to be like yeah actually you don't need this you need like the the best possible thing and you need to shell out like a million dollars for it <laughs> like that's not like I, if you're gonna be that into it sure like maybe it's gonna make a difference to you but yeah for, for most people I don't know. I'm, I, this is also just kind of more of my marketing brain versus my my, uh, <laughs> my like uh, like IT brain. But you got to think about what's going to be relevant to um, you know the person you're talking to at the end of the day, instead of what's going to you know matter for your your needs. Yeah, actually, that's a great point though about how um, people on Reddit that are going to be discussing it are already inherently interested in that, so they try to like min max every possible thing so they already have like a strong opinion that why would i buy a chromebook for you know four hundred dollars when i could buy a gaming pc for 1200 where i can you know play Baldur's gate 3 it makes no sense and they'll be all like into all the specs and stuff which yeah it for that specific brain like obviously it doesn't make sense to buy a chromebook but you're not buying a chromebook for that you're buying a chromebook to do your day-to-day -day stuff like every other like just a normal person would need a chromebook to look up recipes or Whatever, no, I don't know. Whatever a normal person might be, I don't know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, like I don't know. When you're talking about a, a computer's performance, like, like most people don't need a computer to perform that well, unless you're doing, um, you know, something for work or something that like is a hobby of yours that's going to be more techy or you know, gaming and 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 whatnot. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, not not even just with computers, but just hobbies in general. I feel like that's something that I I 
don't like about Reddit in general is that you go to these like if you're if you're if you ask for opinions from people on um on like what flashlight you need from a flashlight subreddit, if you're gonna be on a flashlight subreddit, you're first of all just an insane person because you're, you're subscribed yeah. to that because you're, you're that passionate about it. So like you've got to keep in mind these people don't have the same kind of needs for it and everything. And obviously, you know, just on on my hobbies, it's it's more I see it a lot in like like DJing in the DJ community and telling people like you know what what they need and what kind of controller and yeah i mean it would be nice to have cooler things but like you can if you're a beginner that's just trying to like test the waters and you don't want to lay down thousands of dollars it's completely okay to get a cheaper controller and just kind of like you're not going to not enjoy it because it's not the best thing on the market so yeah for sure and like for a new hobby to build up obviously you shouldn't be recommending this expensive stuff because you're just going to scare the person away right so like the 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 tool i mean the tip that i read regarding like buying tools which is not really the same but kind of like buy the cheap one first and then use it if you use it enough that it breaks then you realize okay i actually do use this product so i'm going to buy a nicer end one but just buy something cheap first and actually see if you want to use it because sometimes you can go crazy like i need the best one because you know it's better why would i buy the cheap one and then you don't even use it then like yeah it's just a waste all around yeah no that's actually actually great advice i think so our draft today is going to be a little bit different than um, drafts before in the past. It's going to work the exact same way, but we're today drafting current NBA players. Um, so because these these drafts are five rounds and we're drafting five of our top NBA players, and rather than just picking the top five players in the league and going back and forth because that's boring, we want to create a starting five. And we also decided let's throw a sixth man in there. <laughs> so yeah, we're going to go an extra round today, uh, create a starting five and a sixth man. With uh, each of us, as as always, I'm going to be representing and rape on campus, which is an awesome charity that you guys know what it does at this point. But it passes legislation to make campuses safe for women, as well as uh, providing resources to victims of sexual assault. Uh, legal thoughts? Do you remember what what charity you're representing? Um, sorry, I don't. I probably put some double double A's NCP kind of thing, um, but I don't remember unfortunately. So um, I'll figure that out afterwards. So I I don't want to like lift the curtain too much, but I honestly have the least efficient way of possibly doing this because um, like my season five guests have, they submitted an application like a long, long ass time ago with their charity. And then I don't remind them until it's literally on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. Okay. No worries. Whatever we do have, um, it'll be linked wherever you find this podcast and we can vote. I always have links to the website so you can find out more about that charity there. And yeah, um, from there on out, legal. You got the the first round pick because my guest always does. You can pick any player you want. Uh, so first overall, I know you are a Nuggets fan. I know you're gonna go Jokic. So this works out great. I'm gonna go Steph Curry, number one. Obviously, I'm a Warrior fan, and I believe he's the best player in the NBA. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, first of all, thanks because I I was not expecting Jokic to fall to me. I had That's him funny. on my board just just in case because I figured that that was gonna be the the. Uh, first overall but no Steph is definitely like I don't think there's an argument that he's uh the the best point guard that you can go with right now so not upset about that I'm just also kind of happy to be getting uh going exactly boy. Where going. <laughs> yeah. my boy you know back-to-back MVP should have been three-time MVP but that's sure. you know different different story but yeah Jokic is just a just a I, there's nothing I can really say about him that hasn't already been said in terms of just a just raises the floor of any team and um, makes it so much easier for his teammates to score and everything. So, yeah, happy with him at number one. 
Yeah, it's funny because Aaron Gordon was seen as like a huge bust, right? He sucked, but now he's with you guys, and everyone's like, oh, he's actually, you know, he's good. <laughs> yeah, that, it's just, I don't know, that's like, it, it was just kind of a perfect pairing in terms of, um, you know, Jokic with all his lobs and passing and, and Gordon being an absolutely insane finisher. It just kind of was kind of exactly what we needed. I was, you know, I was really happy when we had that trade. I was sad to lose Gary Harris just for emotional reasons, even though I know he's not uh you know an essential asset but no really happy with how that trade shook out yep all right so for number two i'm going to go with the greek freak himself Giannis. um so yeah i i, I, pre- I pretty much predicted how these first three would go up very obvious right so obviously i would pick not Jokic, you would pick Jokic, and i can go for Giannis. so <laughs> i think between those three those are the three that are the best in the league so me going first is a huge advantage so now i have two of the three and yeah obviously Giannis is great yeah, actually, so I kind of opposite for me because I was expecting for you to get Jokic. I was expecting to get Giannis in my two. So honestly, to get him at number three is really good value for you. That's, that's a good thing. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so now that Giannis is gone, I've got a kind of... There's a couple different ways that I can go about this. I'm going to go ahead and just go... The, at the at the small forward position, I really think that there's a lot of arguments for different players, which is yeah. why I'm, I'm kind of reluctant to go there but i feel like the best player on the board is still there i'm gonna go as a, uh it's tough i'm gonna go with kevin durant over Ooh. over tatum which i know is gonna be the the rough one there but well i was gonna go you're not over lebron too oh yeah also over lebron i feel like at this point i'm i'm happy with either of them over lebron even though obviously storied career but yeah he's old. Also, I mean, yeah, no way around it <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, that's it's tough. I, I, you know, Tatum has been playing out of his mind. I just don't, I don't know. I just don't feel like he's not, not that Durant's been the, the biggest winner in recent seasons either. <laughs> you know, we've seen him playing at his peak, and I feel like, um, when he does, he's a better, uh, offensive player than Jason Tatum is. Yeah, for sure. KD is still yeah. KD, like, even though he's getting yeah. older, and like, we're assuming health, right? So, like, the yeah. one knock on KD would be like, oh, he gets hurt sometimes. But if we're just assuming health, yeah, he's still like, yeah, yeah great. Okay, so for me, um, so I got Steph as a point guard. I got Giannis as a power forward. Um, sorry, let me. Oh, yeah, no worries. Uh, so I got Steph you. as, yeah, <laughs> for my illegal thoughts. Uh, so, I, so I got Steph as a uh, point guard. I got Giannis as my power forward. Then I'm going to go Embiid as my center. So he's a huge body who, even though um, him and Giannis are kind of huge, he can actually go on the perimeter and not clog up the paint. Um, so it's going to be this massive fucking team. Yeah. I kind of figured whoever didn't get Jokic was going to go with Embiid. So I figured yeah. that, that was, that was, uh, coming down the pipeline anyway. And I, I don't know. I, I feel obligated to kind of be an Embiid hater with, <laughs> with Jokic. <laughs> but no, I mean, objectively, objectively, he's got to be the number two center. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Not even close. I think. Yeah. Nope. I agree. I actually don't know who would be, I don't know if there was a third person drafting or who would the third, I don't even know. No, I mean, Cole Anthony Towns has gone downhill. He's mm. been, been up there for me for a while, but I don't don't think he's still there. Um, yeah, I would probably drive Draymond Green as center before I get oh, yeah. any, anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, the Sabonis. I guess you're going to miss the panty ray. Push me. And then just touch me. Till I can get my satisfaction. 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 Satisfaction.